And then in the next verse, Shukadeva Goswami speaks what is known as the Paribhasha Sutra of the tenth canto of Srimadhavatam. Paribhasha Sutra means that verse which binds all the verses together. That concept which connects all other concepts together. Trayacha Upanishadhischa Sankhya Yogaischa Sattvatehi Upagiyamana Mahatnyam Harimsa Amanyatatmajam The Vedas, the Upanishads, all of these Vedic literatures glorify Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But Mother Yashoda considers Krishna to be her loving child. That's reality for Mother Yashoda. And therefore, nothing in this creation can shake Yashoda Mai's conception that Krishna is my son. In this world, people go to God and say, God, please protect me. Please feed me. Please help me. But in Vrindavan, the Prajavasis are looking at Krishna. He needs protection. He needs our help. He needs our nourishment. So when Parikshit Maharaj hears this, Parikshit becomes a little intrigued. And then it was at this moment that Parikshit Maharaj is asking Shukadeva Goswami specifically about Mother Yashoda. Because he has seen Mother Yashoda receiving Krishna's grace to such an extent. Nandaha kim akarod brahma shreya eva mahodaya yashoda ca mahabhaga apau asyahastanam harehe So he has a doubt. What did Nanda Maharaj do? What did Yashoda Maharaj do? Because only when you perform some austerity, tapasya, you will get this privilege. Devaki and Vasudev, they performed austerity as Krishni Garbha, as Krishni and Sutapa. So then therefore they got some credits of becoming parents. But what did they do? So in response, Shukadev Goswami explains, that there was a couple by the name of Drona and Dhara. And they performed austerities for a prolonged period of time, specifically with the intention of getting the Supreme Lord as their son. And so that Drona and Dhara became Nanda Maharaj and Ishwadamai. And so Krishna appeared as their son to engage in pastimes in Prajabhumi. And Shukadeva Goswami was observing the face of Maharaj Parikshit. 
Maharaj Parikshit heard this austerity story. He was not very impressed. Some austerity they did and so much of you know reciprocation what is going on. So he wanted to know that is there something beyond just performing austerity which created the privilege for Yashoda Mai and Nanda Maharaj like this. In order to answer that unasked question of Parikshit, just by seeing the apparent dissatisfaction of Maharaj Parikshit's face, Shukadeva Goswami decides to speak in the ninth chapter of 10th Canto, the Damodar Lila, which will demonstrate the principle that the highest truth is Krishna becomes the servant of his devotees. Krishna becomes the servant of his devotees. And the greatest truth in the entire creation is even the greatest controller of all, Krishna, likes to be controlled by his devotees' love. Which means, the most powerful force in the entire creation is not political power, but the power of pure devotional love. And otherwise this material world is a place of misery and no matter what you do, the misery will continue. Prabhupada was in Mexico. His servant was massaging him. His servant saw that there were mosquitoes biting him. But he saw that the mosquitoes are not biting Prabhupada. So the servant turned to Prabhupada and said, Srila Prabhupada looks like the mosquitoes are biting me, but they are not biting you because you are a pure devotee. Prabhupada said that may be in Mexico, but in Calcutta the mosquitoes make no distinction. <laughs> <laughs> so therefore Thakur Bhaktivinoda says, Tomar sevaya dukha hoe jata Se to paramasukha Seva sukha dukha paramasampada my dear Lord, in your devotional service, whatever ups and downs we may go through, that is the cause of greatest sukha. That is the greatest sampatti or asset. And so here we find that in the Damodar Lila, why the Damodar Lila takes place? There are several reasons given. First, Anugrahaya Bhaktanam Manushim Deham Ashrita Bhajate Tadrishi Prida Sashritva Tatparo Bhavit In order to give mercy to his devotees, Krishna performs pastimes which appear 
like that of human society. So it creates relevance and one becomes attached. Second, Krishna demonstrates faults which are apparently seen in human society so that we can also relate. If the Supreme Lord appears as absolutely perfect all the time, then one may feel, okay, I can't relate with him because my life is not like this. My life is filled with faults. So the Shastras describe 18 uh, faults which are there in human society, in human beings. What are they? And we cannot relate. And if any of you feel, I don't have these faults, you know. So you can kind of read the Shastra again. First is illusion. Second is laziness. Third is tendency for error. Fourth, cruelty. Fifth, lust. Sixth, fickleness. Seventh, arrogance. Eighth, envy. Ninth, tendency for violence. Tenth, sorrow. Fatigue. Dishonesty. Anger. Longing. Fear. Confusion. Tendency for partiality and dependence on others. So this is a brief list. There may be many more faults, but this is good enough for us to figure out that yes, there are faults. So when Lord Ram and Lord Krishna Specifically, when these two personalities come and perform their pastimes, because they are part of human society, they demonstrate and display some of these qualities. And by seeing that, human beings can kind of connect that, oh, yes, we can relate with this the way the Lord is demonstrating these pastimes. And therefore, in this Dhamata Leela, we will find Krishna demonstrating anger, Krishna demonstrating greed, Krishna demonstrating unfulfilled desire, which Krishna explains in Bhagavad Gita, Trividham narakasyedam dvaram nashanam atmanam kamam krodham tathalopam. But he is demonstrating this. And then another reason why this pastime takes place is to show how Krishna is all attractive. Akarshyati iti Krishna atma paryanta sarva chitta hara. Krishna attracts everyone's hearts, including his own. 
those qualities of Krishna are attractive even for Krishna himself. And then fourth is to extol the glories of the bhakti of Yashoda Mai and Nanda Maharaj. How glorious their bhakti is and how Krishna comes under the control of his devotees. So therefore, in this particular chapter, ninth chapter, the pastime begins on the day of Deepavali, when Mother Yashoda is churning the yogurt and making butter, specifically for the pleasure of Krishna. Ekada Grihadasishu Yashoda Nanda Gehini Karvantara Niyuktasu Nirmamantha Swayamundadhi So, Yashoda Mai had hundreds of servants who were assisting. But Yashoda Mai was thinking that in spite of all of these servants being present, Krishna is never satisfied. And is always going and eating butter at different people's houses. It is because the servants are not bringing out the essence of all of these food items. They have not been able to produce butter which satisfies Krishna, so I have to personally do it. So therefore, here, Yashoda, Nanda Gehini, although being like the queen, but she took the position of being a servant. Herself. And Karmantara so another reason was Krishna lifted the Govardhan and the Govardhan Puja was inaugurated when Krishna was seven years old. This is much before that. So till then, every year on Govardhan Puja day there would be Indra Puja. So lot of preparations would be made for Indra Puja for several days and weeks before the Indra Puja and many of these maid servants were engaged in that activity. So for multiple reasons Yashoda Mai herself was engaged in making this. Karmantara Niyuktasu Nir Mamantha Swayam Dadhi So Yashoda Mai she was determined that I will churn and as a result of this churning I will produce that butter which is the most delicious and attractive for Krishna. So Nirmamantha here refers to the fact that she had a certain kind of stubbornness born out of Vatsalyas. Nirmamantha means she had a certain determination, certain stubbornness. What? My son Krishna has been dissatisfied with all the butter created so far. At last, I will produce such a butter by which his fickle mindedness will come under control. He will stop showing tendencies to steal and he will become disciplined and a good human being. Ultimately, I want my son to be disciplined. 
So therefore, Nirmamantha means she had taken a kind of vow that I will actually make it happen. And so that Ni refers to the confidence she had. And so here it is described that in the Damodarashtakam, Satyavatmani says, Namami Ishwaram. So as he begins his glorification of Krishna as Damodar, and various pastimes demonstrate Krishna's childhood pastimes, running behind and getting the butter and this and that, people may start thinking that my son also does the same thing. So if people start confusing Krishna to be ordinary, in order to stop that, he begins by saying he is Ishwar. So therefore the first principle demonstrated is the Tattva. The Tattva Vishesh is he is Ishwar. So there is the primary Lakshan and the secondary Lakshan. Primary Lakshan is the Lord is Ishwar and number two, his body is Satchidananda Vigraha. Namami Ishwaram Satchidananda Rupam. So this is the Tattva that you cannot substitute the Supreme Lord to be an ordinary person at any cost. He is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, cause of all causes. And that is his primary guna. And then all of his other secondary gunas come. Lasat Kundalam Gokule Brajamanam. So that is described further as Krishna's other qualities including Rupa Vishesh, Lila Vishesh, Parivara Vishesh, etc. So within his Ishwarata, Ishwar means three things. First, Sarva Shakti Manta. Sarva Shakti Manta means he is supremely powerful. He does not need to borrow any power. Sarva Shakti Manta. All the powers rest in him. We were on a flight from Venice to London and two of my other devotee friends were with me. The three of us were traveling and the flight got cancelled. So we came next day again to take the flight. We were about to board the flight just before that they cancelled. So two times it got cancelled and they announced that you go and get your luggage and issue a new ticket. And there is only one more flight in the day. Whoever goes first, they'll get the ticket. So I told my friends that you go and get the luggage. I will go and stand in the queue. Because remaining people will all go to get the luggage. They will not think of this idea. <laughs> well, we are from India. So we are <laughs> Out of the box. Out of the box. So, my friends went to get the luggage and as I expected, I was the first one to stand at the counter. And everybody else was, the whole family was going, getting the luggage together, standing in queue behind. And I was looking back and feeling very proud. 
that what an idea I used. I was right at the very front. And the counter opened. I was the first to get the ticket. For all the three of us, we were waiting. And when the boarding pass was being issued, I went there to the counter. The lady at the counter saw that ticket and said, I'm sorry, this is not today's ticket, it is tomorrow's ticket. <laughs> I said, it is not possible. I was the first standing at the line. She said, you may be first, but this is tomorrow's ticket. She said, it's not possible. I was ahead of everybody. You were ahead of everybody, but your ticket is also ahead of everybody. <laughs> tomorrow's. So I got really bewildered and frustrated and I went to the counter to fight with this lady who had issued this and I said, hey, what, how can you do this? She said, oh, I had a you know, night shift and early in the morning, my brain was not working. I made a mistake, I'm sorry. But, you know, if there are three cancellations, you will be able to get on this flight. I said, if the three cancellations are not there, what? So she pointed to my beads and said, you keep chanting your rosary. <laughs> he will help you. So she preached to me. So that's what I did. Because my friends were like looking at me saying, what is this Baba? We trusted you and this is what you did. So I was praying that, please protect me from this reputation loss. And somehow there were three cancellations. But we may think we have everything under control. But one thing goes out of the equation. So Krishna is Sarva Shakti Mantra. All powers are under him. Second, he is Jagateka Natha. He is the only Natha or the Lord of the entire creation. And third, he is Nija Prabhu. Nobody else can be his master. He is his own master. That is the meaning of Ishwaram. And therefore, Lasat Kundalam Gokule Brajamanam refers to his beautiful form, which is Rupa Vishesha. Lasat Kundalam. Yanmartya Leelau Payikum Svayoga Maya Balam Darshayata Grihitam Vismapanam Swasacha Saubhakadhehe Parampadam Bhushana Bhushanangam Uddhavaji by glorifying Krishna he says, my dear Lord, your beauty is such that even you become enchanted by your own beauty. Param padam bhushana bhushanangam. Normally, ornaments beautify the parts of the body. But in Krishna's case, every limb of his body is so exquisitely beautiful. Those limbs of Krishna's form they add to the beauty of the ornament. So that is the meaning of Lasat Kundalam. The earrings, they are so fortunate to be beautified by Krishna's exquisitely beautiful earlobes. Then there is Parivara Vishesh. 
Gokule. Krishna is surrounded by the residents of Gokul. Aho Bhagya, Aho Bhagya, Nanda Gopa Prajokasam, Yanamitram Paramanandam, Purna Brahma Sanatanam. Brahma is saying, typically demigods are glorifying Krishna, but Krishna is playing with the covered boys and covered girls of Prajabhumi as if they are part of the same family. And therefore, Lila Vishesh, Jashoda Bhiyo Lukha, and then Sneha Vishesh, Param Rishtam. There is anxiety in this world to defeat others, to control others, to showcase one's superiority over others. But here, Krishna is experiencing pleasure being defeated by Mother Yashoda. Paramrishtam Atyantatu. Therefore, Krishna is revealing an alternative paradigm. Experience the joy of being defeated. That is the joy of Bhakti. That is the joy available in the spiritual world, Guru Kavrinda. Prabhupada was giving a talk in New York, 26th Second Avenue, in the very beginning days, 66, 67. And Prabhupada was speaking about Vaikuntha, the spiritual world. And then there was one hippie in the audience, and he was high on drugs. He heard Prabhupada's talk, and he couldn't resist. After the talk, he asked a question. He said, Swamiji, you speak about some spiritual word, Vaikuntha. What is this Vaikuntha? So Prabhupada looked at him. Prabhupada was thinking, how will I explain to him in this current state? He is in, you know, he is already on easy journey to other planets. <laughs> what Shastri reference So Prabhupada looked at him, but he wanted him to also get some appreciation for Vaikuntha. He wanted to have some, you know, some reference, so that he starts taking more interest in going to Vaikuntha. So Prabhupada looked at him with deep compassion and then he said, Vaikuntha, it is like an ocean of LSD. <laughs> <laughs> and the hippie said, wow. <laughs> so the whole idea of Krishna coming and performing his pastimes is he is offering an alternative paradigm. You are in complete anxiety trying to attain the perfection of your relationship with people in this world, positions in this world, possessions in this world. And that is considered as success. And to whatever extent you attain perfection in your relationship with people, positions and possessions, 
it will all be snatched away at the time of death. Krishna is saying, I am offering an alternative paradigm. You develop even the semblance of a relationship with me, with Krishna. And even if that relationship does not reach perfection, even an imperfect semblance of a relationship, the beginning of a relationship, a sincere attempt and effort to forge a relationship with Krishna will yield greater returns in eternity beyond this life. And therefore he begins the 10th canto with killing of Putana. Padabhyam bhakta hurdistabhyam Vandabhyam loka vanditaihi Angam jasyaha samakramya Bhagavan apitatstanam The greatest demigods are praying to take the dust of Krishna's lotus feet. That lotus feet were touching Putana's sinful body. Iyatu dhanya pisasvargam Avapa jananim gatim And Krishna offered to Putana who came to kill him the position of mother in the spiritual world. So Shukadeva Goswami is wondering what is the extent of mercy of Krishna? What all he can offer to someone? Krishna bhukta stanakshiraha what will Krishna give to the Brajavasis for offering their love and devotion with genuine sincerity? So therefore, this is a beginning of the advertisement. Contemplate, think, consider investing your time, energy, emotions in a relationship. And that is what this particular pastime also is demonstrating. Therefore, Damodar Ashtakam says, Iti Triksva Lilabhi Ananda Kunde Svagosham Nimajantam Akhyapayantam. Akhyapayantam means advertise. Iti Driksva Lilabhi through his pastimes in Raj. Ananda Kunde, he can drown you in an ocean of ecstasy. Swaghosham through his own pastimes, which is beyond logic, beyond reason. So, therefore, when people hear these pastimes of Krishna, they just can't understand how can how can the Supreme Lord behave like this? How can the all-powerful be bound? And that was Brahmaji's problem. He was observed. It was not that Brahmaji got bewildered in one day. He was observing a consistent theme. And his doubt was increasing. Supreme Lord, all-powerful controller, is doing this. 
now this, now this. So his logic, his sense of logic and reason was getting rattled. Right? Like a logician, he comes to a village and he sees a farmer is taking a bull and the bull is moving around a well, taking out the water as part of the irrigation. And he looks at the you know, bull and looks at the farmer and the logician says, what is going on? The farmer says, well, the bull is moving around and uh, I am taking out water for my field. The logician says, why there is a bell around that bull's neck? So the farmer says, if the bull, while moving around, suddenly stops, the bell will stop ringing. So I will know that he has stopped working, so I will come from wherever I am and move the bull again and then the bull will stop moving. So that's why that bell is for me to get an idea whether the bull is working or not. The logician says, ha, just see, if the bull stands at one place and shakes his head, <laughs> the bell will still ring. How will you know that? The farmer said, he's a bull and not a logician like you. <laughs> he will not think like this. So therefore, even the greatest demigods, when they look at Vrindavan Leela and see Krishna performing pastimes, where he is becoming a puppet in the hands of the Brajmasis, they get totally bewildered. But here, Yashoda Mai, she is blissful serving Krishna. Yani yani hagitani tatbala charitani cha dadhi nirmanthane kare smaranti tanyagayata. So Yashoda Mai, what she is doing as she is churning the butter, she is singing. She converts all of Krishna's pastimes into songs and she is absorbed in singing those songs, absorbed in remembering those pastimes, absorbed in appreciating the qualities of Krishna demonstrated through those pastimes and her hands are engaged in serving Krishna. So Yashodamai in this verse is an embodiment of what a devotee should be, a perfection in absorption of mind, body, intellect completely in the service of Krishna with the identity of being Krishna's servant. And Dadhi Nirvanthale Kale Smaranti Tani Agayata. And in this way, Yashodama is engaged in Sankirtan, glorifying Krishna and Krishna's pastimes. And therefore, Aiche Prema Aiche Nritya Aiche Haridhani Kahana Hidethi Aiche Kahana Nishuni Pratapratar Maharaj says, I have never seen Sankirtan like this. What is this Kirtan of the Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates? Bhatta Acharya Kahedehi Madhura Pachan Chaitanya Rasrishtiyai Prema Sankirtan 
He says, this is Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's gift, Prema Sankirtan. And this Sankirtan gives that grudge Prema. So whatever Prema is demonstrated by the Vrajavasis for Krishna, that is being gifted by Lord Chaitanya in the form of this Kirtan. Because that is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Radha Krishna Nahi. He has come himself to give this to all of us. So Yashoda wife's beauty is described as she is dressed in a yellow saffron sari and she is, you know, doing the churning. And as she is churning, she is singing. Her bangles and earrings are moving and that acts as accompaniment for her kirtan. And her whole body is shaking and her whole body is filled with perspiration. And Yashodama is thus an embodiment of perfection of Vatsalya Bhav. And she is completely absorbed in that activity of churning the, the buttermilk from the milk which has been obtained from very very special cows out of the 900,000 cows which Yashoda Mai and Nanda Maharaj have, only a few of those cows are known as Padma Gandha. They eat those Padma Gandha grasses. And so it was very, very special Godhan which he was churning. And on a stove nearby, the milk was boiling for making sweets for Krishna. At this time it is described by hearing Yashodamai's Kirtan, Krishna got up. Tam stanya kama asadya matnantim jananim harim brihitvadadi manthanam nyashedat pritimavahan Krishna demonstrates one of the first so-called faults. He feels hungry. He feels dissatisfied. And then he immediately gets up and comes running to Mother Yashoda. And she's and he sees Yashoda Mai is churning. Matnantim jananim grihitva. So the first thing Krishna does is, with his hand, he stops the churning process. He holds that rod and stops Yashoda Mai. Yashoda Mai feels very happy to see this. She thinks, my son has become very intelligent. He knows which part of this process to stop. That means his intelligence is growing. Plus he has the strength also because of which he is able to stop that rod from church. So she is very happy to see this. Grihitva Nadimanthanam Nyashedhat Preeti Avahan And Yashoda Mai becomes filled with great affection for Krishna. So the Acharyas explained that Yashoda Mai is churning Churning also represents 
churning of the ocean of knowledge. The scholars, they go through all of the knowledge in the scriptures to try to come to the conclusion. But Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Vedaicha Sarvai, Aham Eva Vedi. Of all the Vedic literatures, I am to be known. So Krishna is telling, if I am already here, what further research you are doing? No need to study further. Just serve me. That's enough. Enough of this journey. That's the whole idea of, you know, coming to the right conclusion. Nyashedhat pritim avahan. He just stops that and says, enough. You need not engage in this anymore. So when the devotees were setting up Bhaktivedanta Institute, they said to Prabhupada, let us call it Bhaktivedanta Research Institute. Prabhupada said, research is already done. Conclusion is already given. And that is in the form of the Bhagavad Gita and the Srimad Bhagavatam. Now come to the conclusion of serving Krishna. So therefore, here, Krishna stops Yashodamai and then Yashodamai takes Krishna on her lap and starts feeding Krishna. And as she starts feeding Krishna her milk, she is in ecstasy, observing Krishna's beautiful face. And as Krishna is drinking that milk, the milk which is kept on the stove starts boiling over. So this is the moment of dilemma for Yashodamai, what she should do. She should keep Krishna aside. Or she should continue serving Krishna. How can she take a break from serving and feeding Krishna? So this is the moment where Mai decides that milk which is on the stove is also the property of Krishna. And that is meant for Krishna's service and Krishna's pleasure. So anything which is meant for Krishna is not different from Krishna. And therefore I must try to protect that. And so many times devotees are in dilemma. At one point, you have two priorities. Which one you will choose? Which one you will actually engage in? What activity you will do? So Krishna says, Dadami I will give you the intelligence. Yashodamai takes Krishna and puts Krishna down and says, I'm just going to be there for one moment and come back. I really apologize. And saying like this, she keeps Krishna down, runs to take the stove off, to take that vessel off the stove. But as she runs, the milk which is boiling over, the milk also realizes that Yashodamai has interrupted and so the milk comes down. So the, as per Goswami, the milk was thinking, I am here to serve Krishna, but Yashodamai is busy pleasing Krishna, giving him the milk and if Yashodamai starts giving Krishna milk, 
that will never stop. Because Krishna is in bliss drinking that milk. Ishodamaya has unlimited milk. Krishna has unlimited desire to drink that milk. Their service to each other will continue and I will have no service. So what is the point of my life? So the milk wanted to jump into the fire and end his life. But when the milk saw Yashodamaya leaving Krishna and coming, he felt ashamed. Oh, I became the cause for interrupting service to Krishna. And he felt ashamed and wanted to apologize. But by this time Yashodamaya had already come there and Krishna became very angry and upset. Krishna is thinking, I left the ocean of milk to come to this world and Yashodamaya is running behind two liters of milk. What is my position here? There is no respect for me. So Prabhupada writes that oftentimes devotees will be put in situation of dilemma where they do not know what should be my priority at this time because multiple options appear to be equally attractive. We were doing Yatra in Mayapur and uh, you know, 2009, after 2-3 days, devotees started complaining that every day you are giving only poha and upma in breakfast, we should have pao bhaji. So I said, Are Baba, not possible, very difficult. Are, are Prabhu, you can do anything. <laughs> so I got trapped by that. I said, okay, we will make pao bhaji. So on the day when we were going to make, that day early in the morning, 4 o'clock, I was entering kitchen. And this devotee was bringing power from Calcutta in a truck. So I called him up. So he had got stuck in a traffic jam due to Kali Puja. So he was delayed. But when I called him, I asked him, how far are you? He says, Prabhu, you start and you go ahead, I am coming. He didn't reveal where he is. So I started. And Prasad was, you know, Bhaji was over by 7 o'clock ready. We placed it on the counter. Pao is nowhere to be found. <laughs> People get delayed in lecture, but not for Prasad. <laughs> they are always on time. So there was a long line which started building up. Everybody asking question, where is the Pao? What is going on? Somebody came in and said, what is for men? I said, you know, bread and jam. <laughs> I said, really, what? I said, we have traffic jam. <laughs> So we had no reply, what to do? And people were standing and saying, Are do <laughs> So I was trying frantically to call the driver, but another SOP is when things go out of control, they switch off mobile. <laughs> so half an hour late, that vehicle came. The Prasadam line had reached till the entrance gate of Mayapur temple. <laughs> from Kadabha. So when this truck came, this devotee was sitting next to the driver, asked the last guy standing in the line, what is this line for? <laughs> and that devotee said, we heard some power is coming from Calcutta. <laughs> so this guy got afraid that they'll beat me up. <laughs> so he told the driver, I'm going for Gangasana. <laughs> you go ahead and say. So we came inside and then, you know, everything was delayed by half an hour, people were complaining and giving feedbacks all through the next few days and every 
everybody in my team were very very upset sir you you always start taking decision like this and get affected by people's feedback and so we were all wondering what we should be doing should we continue serving should we respond to people's request should we give up this whole thing stop the whole thing so you will be put in situations where you are in dilemma this also appears attractive this also appears attractive what should i do so therefore dadami buddhi yogantam therefore we begin the day with sadhana prema so that's how then krishna runs and goes to the other room breaks the pot allows all the contents to come out yashoda mai chases krishna catches hold of krishna as she is chasing krishna even the go the biggest yogis cannot hold krishna but finally when yashoda mai holds krishna tries to tie him up with the rope that rope is two fingers short which represents the devotee's effort and krishna's mercy so those two fingers are representing that and after repeated efforts it is described somato svinagatraya vistrishta kavarasrajam दृष्ट्वा परिश्रम कृष्ण कृपयासी दृष्ट्वा परिश्रम कृष्ण सॉ द एफर्ट ऑफ यशोदा एंड अग्रीड टू बी बाउंड बाय यशोदा माइज लव एंड सो फाइनली कृष्ण अग्रीड एंड सो यशोदा माइ टायप कृष्ण which even the greatest demigods cannot think of kripayasi swabandhane krishna did not feel someone else is tying me up because he has such a close intimate relationship with his devotees just like someone ties up their own dhoti so yashoda mai was so close to krishna when a devotee is trying to bind krishna krishna feels i am binding myself swabandhane and in this way finally when yashoda mai tied up krishna it is described evam sandarshitahyanga horena bhrityavashyata svavashena api krishnena yasyadam seshwaram vashe in this beautiful pastime evam sandarshita it was demonstrated what was demonstrated पूर्ण मनोरथ one who is vishuddha sattva demonstrates krodha one who creates fear in yamaraj and mahakal became overwhelmed with fear 
Lord whom yogi's mind cannot catch was caught by Yashoda mind. He is Anandaghan, pure bliss personified. He was crying with sadness. One who is Ishwar, Parama, he was bound by Yashoda mind. One who is Swadhina becomes Paradhina. One who is Lakshmipati, husband of the goddess of fortune, is stealing butter like a poverty stricken person. One who is Mayadhish, who binds the jiva, he becomes bound by his devotees. So in this way, it is described, these contradictions can only be resolved when you conclude that the greatest quality Krishna has is he loves to be bound by his devotees' love. Bhakta Anugraha Mercy shown to a devotee and therefore Krishna who is independent with respect to controlling the universe and in his dealing with the demigods loves to be dependent on his devotees' love. And so this pastime can only be understood when you recognize that Krishna loves to be controlled by his devotees, to reciprocate with his devotees' love. The devotees were sadhu devoid of desires. Because the devotees have no other desire than to please Krishna, Krishna also has no other desire than to please his devotees. And so, San Darshita means, San means one who is controlled by the devotees is explicitly shown here. And therefore, if someone is bound and is punished, it's considered to be embarrassing. You want to hide it. A criminal who is bound, tried and punished, that is not something which is socially glorious. But Krishna wants to advertise this. And so Janmashtami is celebrated for a day. Gaurapurnima is celebrated for a day. Radhashtami is celebrated for a day. But the Damodha Lila is celebrated for one month. When Krishna is saying, Just see how I was punished by Mother Yashoda. Evam Sandarshita Hyanga Harina Bhritya Vashya Ajami love story for five days. Beautifully explained. One, I think, we're around 2000, uh, maybe 2006, 7 in those days. Such a such a exalted devotee. I hate it, author. He's from Tamil Nadu. He's a Tamilian. I know. I know a lot about him. Because these days with David Nadu, right, our complex. Oh, he stays in Mumbai, right, Prabhuji? But he came and visited. Yeah. How about it, Also, Prabhuji, on Sunday, uh, on Bhagavatam Gata, Bhagavatam Gata, Amritam, Amrindra Prabhu, last hmm. also happened. He is also... Oh my God, he is another gem. He is also very yeah. highly... We, we all hear his classes, and then 
His other job, he's, he's, he's a Tamilian, but he's settled Brandon, and born and brought up in Mumbai. He's a Radha Goin Maharaj disciple. And where is he settled, Prabhuji? Amritnarada's Prabhuji. Yeah, what is that? Where is he based at? He, actually, his parents are Tamilians. But, you know, a lot of Tamil people came to Mumbai um, those days for jobs, and this guy was born and brought up in Mumbai. So he lives in Mumbai right now or he lives in the US? Right now he's here in the US. He's a student. He was doing MBA. He just got engaged. He just got engaged? Okay. Yeah, he's 26, right? 27 years old. Okay. okay. Yeah, we, we know him very personally. Well, he's getting married soon, but other 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 exalted devotee. Such a beautiful class in CPS. Just 27 years old. And... Uh-huh. Just 27 years old and so wonderful classes. And he takes the Atlas. He's a, he's a separate so that's why. Rathagund Maharaj disciple. All Rathagund Maharaj disciples are so exalted. Largo in the Prabhu, Amarindra Prabhu. We are fortunate to have association of these devotees actually. Very, very fortunate. Prabhupada's mercy. Ultimately, to understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one has to accept Ultimately, to understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one has to accept Bhakti Yoga. By executing Jnana Yoga or Dhyana Yoga, one has to eventually approach to Bhakti Yoga platform. And then Paramatma, Ishwara, Puman, etc. are all clearly understood. It is recommended in the second cantos of Srimad Bhagavatam that whether one is a devotee or fruitive actor or liberalist, if he is intelligent enough, he should engage himself with all seriousness in the process of devotional service. It is also explained that whatever one desires, which is obtainable by fruitive activities, even if one wants to be elevated to higher planets, can be achieved simply by execution of devotional service. Since the Supreme Lord is is full in six opulences, he can bestow any one of them upon the worshipper. Yes, Srila Prabhupada explains very nicely about uh, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. One who accepts Bhakti Yoga so, you know, you can achieve the Supreme Personality of Godhead. 
So by understanding the Supreme Lord, we should accept Bhakti order. Yeah, to understand Supreme Personality of Godhead, one has to accept Bhakti order. By executing Jnana Yoga or Dhyana Yoga. So Jnana Yoga is knowledge, Dhyana Yoga is meditation. Uh, one has to eventually approach to Bhakti Yoga. So that's the purpose basically. So you know, you, you, you get Jnana Yoga, you remove your ignorance okay, by knowledge. You, because we come to this, uh, we learn uh, Bhagavad Gita, you know, uh, Srimad Bhagavatam. We get a lot of knowledge, and by getting knowledge, we get we we uh, get remove the ignorance from ourselves, saying that uh, we are Satchita Ananda, and you know, and uh, and uh, we have to uh, you know uh, do Bhakti Yoga to personality of Godhead, and we also do Dhyana Yoga. You know, sometimes a lot of yogis also do meditation, and eventually, but you know, in order to get a liberation and go to Godhead, we have to do the Bhakti Yoga, and then only we understand the Paramatma, Ishvara, Puman, etc. That's way. Uh, that's how we understand through bhakti yoga. So it is recommended in second cantos of Srimad Bhagavatam that whether one is a devotee or a uh, fruitive actor or a liberalist, he is intelligent enough. He should engage himself in the process of devotional service. So as per the second cantos of Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, it is clearly uh, described that you know only by devotional service by bhakti yoga you can reach the Supreme Personality Godhead. So it is also explained that whatever one desires, which is obtained by fruitive activities, if even if he wants to be elevated to higher planets, can be achieved simply by execution of devotional service. So by doing devotional service, you know, there are six opulences. What uh, the Lord, uh, you know, even in the previous paragraph, it is mentioned, the six opulences, wealth, fame, strength, beauty, knowledge, and renunciation, right? This all these things are there with uh, the personality of Godhead, right? So you, if you, so if you do devotional service, you can the God will mercy you with uh, with any of these six opulences to you, right? So uh, that, that's what is mentioned over here. Right, right. Only the six opulences will be bestowed at the time at the Bhagavan realization at the pure devotional service to Krishna. Godhead. Mahaji, that is done. Mahaji, that is done. The third paragraph, the devotee can see. No, correct. He is doing correct. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, sorry. The, sorry. One supreme, the one supreme personality of Godhead reveals himself to different thinkers as the supreme person or impersonal Brahman or Paramatma. Impersonalist merge into the impersonal Brahman. But that is not achieved by worshipping the impersonal Brahman. If one takes to devotional service and at the same time desires to merge into the existence of the Supreme Lord, he can achieve that. If someone desires at all to merge into the existence of the Supreme, he has to execute devotional service. Right. Here, Prabhupada clearly explaining the one Supreme. Person who God is reveals himself to 
different thinkers. Mayavadis think is a light, so they get impersonal Brahman realization. And great yogis meditate on the partial uh, realization Paramatma, they get that. Devotees think Krishna is the supreme Bhagavan, then you get the final ultimate liberation. Yeah, the impersonalist merge into impersonal Brahman. You know that the impersonalist go to where they merge into Brahman. But for the use of going to impersonal Brahman, they have to come back again. Hmm? And but that is not achieved by worshiping the impersonal Brahman. But it is not achieved by worshiping impersonal Brahman. Look at that. Impulses merge into the impersonal Brahman, but that is not a situation of If one takes devotional service and it is the same time, desires to merge into the existence of the Supreme Lord, he can achieve that. So, at the same time, when you take up the devotional service to the Supreme Lord, then if you want, you can go to impersonal Brahman. If you want to go to uh, merge with the Supreme Lord in the Goloka, you can also do that. So, devotional service is always superior. Even if the devotional service you want to go to impersonal Brahman, you can go there. But, but whoever takes up the uh, devotional service of Supreme Lord, it is their, their destination is not impersonal Brahman, their destination is Goraka Vrindavan. Okay? And if one takes the reason at the same time, desires to merge into Brahman, yeah, for example, you are a devotee of the Lord and you, oh, I want to go to impersonal Brahman. Yes, you can achieve that. But anyone who takes up the devotional service has no, no desire to go to impersonal Brahman. But if you want, you can go there. That's what Prabhupada hmm? So that's what we explained here. Any questions? Did you have a question? Quick question. Mm -hmm. Prabhuji, in the previous paragraph, we were talking about Jnana Yoga, Jnana Yoga, but we are not talking about Karma Yoga. So, yeah. so the Karma Yoga also is, is not, not part of... Uh, yeah, karma Yoga comes under a little lower pattern. Karma, Jnana, Jnana, Bhakti. Karma Yoga also, you can reach to the Supreme Lord. How Karma Yoga... The karma, the fruitive activities are karma, right? Because which is karma, these fruitive activities can be your karma yoga that becomes nishkama karma yoga. The nishkama karma yoga process is also not the pure devotional service. Okay? And karma yoga may elevate to a certain level but not purity level of bhakti yoga. The karma, jnana, jnana, all this under the, what do you call subsets of the, uh, I would say, Bhakti Yoga. But alone Karma Yoga cannot lead it to Goloka Vindavan. So Karma Yoga in conjunction with the devotional service will lead to Goloka Vindavan. Yes. Simple Karma Yoga. Yeah, it's, it's good. We are not expecting anything, but at the same time, simple Karma Yoga doesn't lead us to the, uh, uh, what you call, uh, uh, real liberation. Okay. Only Bhakti Yoga can lead us to real liberation. Right. And in the third chapter, Karma Yoga explains, right? Ignata Karma Royatsa, Lokoyam Karma Bandana. Everything karma should be bind back. But once you dedicate those karmas to Krishna, that is 
automatically converts into bhakti yoga without saying anything. Okay? Yes, Prabhu. स्क्रिप्चर्सिंग by cultivating knowledge or worshiping the impersonal brahman one can become a personal associate of the supreme personality of godhead nor by executing the yogic principles can one become an associate of the supreme lord godhead <coughs> impersonal brahman being formless is described as adrishya because the impersonal effulgence of the brahma jyoti covers the face of the supreme lord some yogis see the see the four-handed vishnu sitting within the heart and therefore in their case also the supreme lord is invisible only for the devotees is the lord visible here the statement drishya adi bhi is significant since the supreme personality of godhead is both invisible and visible there are different features of the lord the padmatma feature and the brahman feature are invisible but the bhagwan feature is visible in the vishnu purana this fact is very nicely explained the universal form of the lord and the formless brahman effulgence of the lord being invisible have inferior features the concept of the universal form is material and the concept of impersonal brahman is spiritual for the highest spiritual for the highest spiritual understanding is the personality of godhead The Vishnu Purana states, Vishnu Brahma Swarupena Swayam Eva Vyastitha. Brahman's real feature is Vishnu, or the supreme Brahman is Vishnu. Swayam Eva, that is his personal feature. The supreme spiritual conception is the supreme personality of Godhead. It is also confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. निवर्तन्ते विष्णु बट वेयर ही पर्सनली लिवस इज दर्मीम अबोट one has to make one's destination the supreme abode of the lord mm-hmm. um in this purportila shila prabhupada is comparing is actually telling that amongst the, so in the previous one uh, where prabhupada talks about <coughs> jnana dhyana and the bhakti yoga that above all of them jnana and dhyana the bhakti yoga is the most most elevated one it is in the top category and uh, bhakti yoga is comprised of both the dhyana and the jnana yoga bhakti yoga is not on its own bhakti yoga is that you have already crossed the ladders of jnana and the dhyana yoga so here prabhupada explains that uh, a yogi is on an inferior so smaller level where uh, he on uh, he looks at the 
Brahman level where he thinks about Brahman and he only thinks about the Brahman. So he, uh, by having those yogic principles, he can never become the person associated with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Uh, we haven't heard of any stories in the in the Puranas, in the Vedas, anything where we think of uh, a jani, a yogi, where he is actually uh, meditating on the impersonal Brahma and he's having any association. For impersonal Brahma, Brahman, where where will he last? Where will he go? There is no, there is. It's a formless world. When there is adhisya, no form. There is no personal association. There is no personal feelings. It's only Brahma Jyoti. What would the what what would be the pastimes of that with the supreme personality of Lord? That's why the yogis uh, only see the uh, four headed Vishnu, like in the Paramatma feature of the Lord in the heart. But that that's also is the adhisya. Uh, um, it's an invisible form because that that is also uh, the it's not a real feature visible because you don't see him uh, and that is also not a uh, the formless it's just like the formless brahman but the highest and the superior and the biggest form is when you actually go to the temple you actually have the deities at the home you have relationship with the lord you actually see the lord uh, everywhere in his uh, uh, 400 form of Vishnu uh, or the Lord Krishna where you see him with the flute. So you develop the personal relationship with him and that's called the Bhakti Yoga and that is the highest form. Only we have heard stories everywhere of the, the devotees who have had personal association with the Lord because they, can, they are on the uh, uh, Bhakti Yoga platform which is the highest spiritual uh, platform. Um, Yeah, well explained, Thank you. Any questions? Are we in the call or we dropped off? No, we are in the call. Okay. Any questions, anyone? Remember, we are good. Yeah, yes, Ravi. So don't get confused with all this philosophy or you know paragraphs. Ultimate take-home message here is that. Krishna is a person, we can have a relationship with him and we need to chant Hare Krishna to establish a relationship. Got the point here? Yeah, yeah. an important yeah. message also, Srila yeah. Prabhupada is giving uh-huh. the Paramatma and the Brahman, right? He is comparing with Bhagawan, so ultimately Bhagawan. Can you tell me again? No, no, and Srila Prabhupada is also nicely explaining, right? Paramatma feature and uh, uh, impersonal Brahman, yeah. they are impersonal, basically you cannot see. And right. he's describing more detailedly about Bhagwan and so.